Hey, everybody. Thank you for downloading episode 66 of We Got This with Mark and Hal coming straight to your ears. I want to let you know very quickly, this Friday, June 3rd at Meltdown Showroom, that's in Meltdown Comics on Sunset Boulevard right here in Hollywood, I am doing the second ever edition of my show Headcanon with my good friend Joseph Scrimshaw. And joining us on the panel will be Will Wheaton, J. Elvis Weinstein from Mystery Science Theater 3000, and from Can I Pet Your Dog, our sister twin podcast, Allegra Ringo. We've also got musical guest Ali. Gertz. It's going to be a really good time. Tickets are $8 if you get them online, $10 at the door. Showtime is 7 o'clock. Go to HalLublin.com for more details. And now, without any further ado, here's episode 66 of We Got This with Mark and Hal. Hello, I'm Hal Lublin. And I'm Mark Gagliardi. Since the dawn of humanity, one issue has gone unsettled. With the fate of the world in the balance, we're here to settle once and for all. Apples or oranges. That's right. Don't worry, everyone. We got this. Podcasts should have a theme song. Podcasts should not have a theme song. Yes, they should. No, they shouldn't. They sound good. Yeah, but people are just going to skip past it. Hmm. You know what? You're right. We got this. Hello, listeners. Howdy. Welcome to a very special We Got This with Mark and Hal. The most special? Well, that's to be determined by a later episode. Fair enough. But what we are going to attempt to do today has never been done before. It has, in fact, become a a, a ubiquitous, idiomatic expression. It is so impossible to do. Yes. Hal and I are going to compare apples and oranges and pick a winner. Now, before... You start your letter-writing campaign. <laughs> we understand how serious and grave this is. And were we not the Dukes of Debate, Ooh. we would not attempt this. So if you're at home, do not try this at home. This is dangerous. And this yeah. uh, this was suggested by a two-time guest and the co-creator of the Thrilly Adventure Hour and the host of the Nerdist Writers Panel, Ben Blacker. Of course Ben Blacker thought of this one. Yes, he was like, I well, wanna- why don't you guys compare apples and oranges? <laughs> I want to hear you dopes talk about apples and oranges was yeah. probably what he actually said to me. Yeah. Um, he is, he is not wrong. We can be dopes, but yes. not about this, Hal. No. And with the, with the aid of our trusty researcher, Kate McManus, we have compiled criteria on which to judge apples and oranges. Yes. And we will come up with a definitive answer today. Absolutely, we will. Are you ready to launch into this? Yes. Are you fam- Is everybody familiar with what apples and oranges are? I hope so. Said? I'm not going to explain okay. it to them. Do no. your own research. Get yeah. your own Kate McManus, people. Yeah. Go get a Kate. Or just go to a grocery store and buy an apple and an orange and then be like, this is what all the hubbub's been about. Oh, yeah. Use your eyes and your hands and your mouths. <laughs> Both of your mouths <laughs> to figure out what these are. Because I assumed that you're all aliens from the movie Alien and Aliens and Alien 3 and Alien Resurrection and Alien versus Predator. You have a serious, uh, a serious problem, Hal. If you think, if you're just living on the assumption that everyone is an alien invader, like I'm basing my life on the assumption that everyone is a body snatcher. Hey, prove me wrong, Mark. Prove me wrong. Well, I can't do that, Hal. You can't prove a negative. I mean, come on, man. Exactly. 
Ipso facto. Right. Let's, you're just using Latin. Sure am. Indominus uh, right. est. E pluribus unum. <laughs> Dominos owes you a pizza. <laughs> Avoid the noid. Yeah. Thanks to our dear friend, uh, Mac McLaughlin, now Lorelei Arisis, for that phrase, which has always made me laugh. His fake Latin. <laughs> Domino's owes you a pizza. <laughs> um, all right. So uh, let's talk apples and oranges. We, we, here are our criteria that we are going to be uh, dealing with. Okay. Uh, we are dealing with the historical significance of apples and oranges. Okay. Uh, we are going to be dealing with popularity. Uh, we are going to be dealing with sales, because why not? This is America, and uh, the market decides. Sure. And we're going to look at medicinal value. Mm-hmm. And we're also going to look at uh, just our personal tastes. Yeah, can we can we throw in, and I think in that section we can talk about the culinary uh, adaptability uh, sure. of, of each of each fruit. Absolutely. All right. Let's start with historical and cultural significance. Okay. Of apples and oranges. Um, I feel like right off the bat, this one, apple, I think apple has the edge in this one because I think of, there are so many places where an apple is used as a symbol for other things. Sure. An apple has always been the symbol for knowledge, for example. Yes. Uh, the, the, the f- fruit of the tree of knowledge that Eve ate, uh, in the book of Genesis in the Bible is usually depicted as an apple. Students give their teacher an apple that goes on their desk, uh, traditionally. Um, Apple, the computer company, you know, mm-hmm. think different. I feel like all of, uh, I feel like the apple has, the apple has connotations outside of just the food that it is. Right. There's also uh, the the Johnny Appleseed. There, you know, mm-hmm. you don't have. I would love to see one like fresco of of Eve trying to um like trying to peel an orange, <laughs> or Eve, or the tr- the fruit of the tree of knowledge is a banana. Yeah, exactly. Like it's the the apple just works. Um, yeah. it, 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 and there, it, it just from a cultural and historical significance, absolutely the apple sort of takes it home. Um, in terms of coming to, uh, the United States, the apple, uh, the apple came here in the 1600s. It was brought over by the Europeans. There was only a crab apple before. Um, mm-hmm. and then the University of Minnesota had something called the Excelsior Experiment Station where they, they introduced several new varieties of apples, which sounds like a Manhattan project for fruit where they pulled together like <laughs> the greatest scientific minds to sure. create like the doomsday apple and it just didn't work. But they're like, now we've got golden delicious. Which, by the way, if you next time you see Golden Delicious in the grocery store, mm-hmm. realize that it is one DNA letter away from a doomsday death apple. <laughs> According to whatever research Hal has done, I didn't get the same research packet, apparently. I'm only assuming at this point that that's what was done. But if uh, aliens walk among us, why couldn't they have been building a doomsday apple? So, um... <laughs> All right, let's talk about the uh, historical and cultural significance of oranges. Okay, yes. Now, we we eat sweet oranges, mm-hmm. which are a hybrid of a mandarin and a pomelo, 
that's been cultivated since around 314 BC. Um, so that's, I guess it was first, first mentioned in China, according to, right. to, uh, the research that I have here. Um, I, have you ever had like really sour oranges though? I have not. I, I mean, yes, but not on purpose. Like they weren't, they were just bad. You know what I mean? I, it right. wasn't deliberately a, here is a sour orange. Right. Um, so you haven't had like a Seville is the sour orange. No. No, that is, uh, that is the, if I am correct here, also checking out this, uh, this wonderful research packet that we've got. We really have Kate to thank for this whole episode. Absolutely. Um, yes, uh, so the sweet orange, uh, was, uh, brought to the Europe, brought to Europe in the 15th century. Um, but they, so it took it longer than the apple did to gain prominence. Right. But, Culturally, I feel like orange, not the orange itself, but orange juice has more connotations than apple juice does. Sure, sure. A glass sure. of orange juice, you think, I think of breakfast. I think of that as, and I guess, you know, there is the cultural significance, maybe just of the orange growing regions mm-hmm. that feel like, you know, like orange groves. I guess maybe that's living in Southern California, though. They, sure. Oranges are very culturally significant. And, and in Florida as well. It's the, those are mm-hmm. major. It is the, it is the most cultivated tree in the world. Yes. The orange um, tree. But I feel like at this point, we are grasping at straws to make oranges culturally relevant when the clear winner in this is apples. Absolutely. Yes. Could not agree more. Yes. Great. Um, by the way, you and I both have the same, I'm watching you highlight this thing. Yes. I'm highlighting who won so that we can keep track. Oh, okay. It's weird. I didn't know that in a Google doc, I could watch your, uh, I could watch your cursor move around and do things. Can I, isn't technology amazing? Can I say something uh, nice about you, Mark? Yes. Finally, guys, after almost a year, after over a year of doing this, Mark recently started looking at the Google doc. You guys, it's it's a trove of knowledge. <laughs> I like he can see all the episodes we put out when they came out. He can see the list of suggestions that I've that I've uh, put together. So so Mark's taking a huge step forward. The fact that we're doing all of this in a Google Doc is like it, it might as well be the 30th century. Yeah, yeah. Thank you, the future. Yes. So. I agree with you, though. I think in terms of historical significance and cultural significance, the apple definitely outweighs the 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 orange. Although there are cultures other than our own where the orange blossom, uh, they're lucky for brides to wear. Um, that's mm-hmm. a number of cultures, and they're associated with uh, fertility. But also, oranges uh, are were the original were the original stocking stuffer. You know this? Oh, yes. Uh, the original stocking stuffer kids in Europe would set their shoes outside and St. Nicholas would come by and put an orange in their shoes. Because he has a foot fetish. He has a foot fetish and also a giant orange tree in his backyard. Every, every Christmas Eve, Santa travels around the world smelling the insides of kids' shoes deeply <laughs> and for way too long before mm-hmm. depositing an orange in each. Just so he knew he'd already smelled that one. Did you just create a version of Santa Claus that can't live near a school? I'm just telling you, you never see him at one, do you? He's always at somebody's house. Don't you say bad things about Santa Claus. I'm not. I love Santa. Santa. All right. We're tight, bro. I'm just saying, stop sniffing those shoes. It could be a problem. 
All right. right, Moving on. Yes. Um, so that is, so Apple's win in historical and cultural significance. Right. Let's go to, uh, let, you know what? We mentioned it. Let's go to juice. Okay. Did we, did we even mention juice as uh, one of the categories? I don't know if we did, but we should talk about it. Sure. Cause orange juice is like, you think juice. I think juice. I think orange juice. Right. Every, the, the restaurants are more likely to have orange juice than they are to have apple juice. Right. Uh, it's as a, as a guy who goes to bars and likes to drink, orange juice is a frequent mixer. I've never heard of anyone ordering, uh, hey, can I get a vodka and apple juice? Well, like, I think of orange juice in a glass and apple juice in a box with a straw. Right. Now. Does that make sense? It does make sense. This is a heartbreaker for me. And I, I know that, that, that oranges are, uh, way more popular than apples when it comes to juice. But my absolute favorite, if you put me on a, on a deserted island and said I could drink only one thing, I like, I got like one drink for the rest of my life, it would be, uh, red cheek, uh, fresh squeezed apple juice or fresh pressed apple juice. It was like red because, cheek. Yes. Now this brand oh, does not brand? exist anymore. Yeah. Well, it was a brand for a very long time. And they let me ch- guess where this brand was based. It was not based in, in Pennsylvania, but oh. that is, that is where probably the most of it was consumed by a young Hal <laughs> Lovelin because they, they made two varieties. Okay. They made mm-hmm. the traditional apple juice that, you, that, that I'm sure you're thinking of and that most people think of looks like a clear brown liquor. It almost looks like a sweet whiskey and it's basically sugar water with some apple flavoring. But mm-hmm. then now, now you see a lot more organic, like, uh, like Honeycrisp, uh, apples make a really good juice where it's a cloudier, like brown juice and it tastes mm-hmm. incredible. That's the apple juice that I grew up with. That's, That's the, the first kind of press, the, you know, the, yeah, yeah, the fresh press. And it was now I will say, uh, thinking about cloudy apple juice, come Christmas time, I've never had, uh, I've never had orange cider, but boy, have I had a lot of apple cider and right. I love apple cider. So, so are we basing the juice category? If we were judging it as, as a juice, and this is one of the mm-hmm. tales of the tape, is it really just about who sells more or is it about which is better? Um, well, I feel like it's gotta be about which is better, which is, um, but also, I mean, orange juice is, orange juice is everywhere and orange juice, I feel like is, if not to your personal taste, to the majority of the world, the superior juice. Right. Do you, now, do you like it with pulp? I do like it with pulp. Yeah. I like to chew my orange juice. Okay. Uh, surprise, surprise. Finicky Hal used to strain the pulp out of his orange juice. <laughs> Did you really? I would put a, we had like a strainer that fit over a drinking glass that I guess my mother bought for some reason. Maybe because she knew when she was pregnant with me what was happening and what was to come. She was like, Oh, this weirdo is going to be finicky. But if we bought, if we bought an orange juice that didn't, that had pulp in it, it was like by mistake. Cause we usually mm-hmm. bought Tropicana pure premium, no pulp orange juice, which I love. It's a great orange juice. It's sweet. It's also got that, that like acidic burn that comes from citrus. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I don't mind it as much now cause I, I like pulpy lemonade is fine with me, but. In general, I don't like that. That's like to me, orange juice always required an extra step of maintenance. Like if there, if I if I went to a restaurant and they had pulpy orange juice, I would try and figure out a way to drink around it. Like you'd try to strain it through your teeth, or 
or just create like a then you just wind up with like a chewing tobacco wad of orange pulp in your lip exactly there's no way out of it i look like a baseball player <laughs> every time i drank restaurant orange juice were you a big league chew fan did we talk about this oh i i don't know if we have but yes if, if big- i loved big league chew big league chew for those who don't know is shredded bubble gum mm-hmm. for children designed to look like the chewing tobacco that big league baseball players would keep in their mouths hence the name big league chew yeah i mean it's a it's a horrifying concept yeah it's the equivalent of candy cigarettes yeah but uh, it was delicious. You could get regular bubble gum. You could get grape, strawberry. Oh, the and grape then, was delicious. And then you'd make a big wad of chocolate, which I would do anyway. Like I would get – if I had any gum, I would put enough of it in my mouth so that it looked like a wad of tobacco <laughs> so I could look sure. like my favorite players. And it came in a pouch so there was no serving size delineation. Yeah. Nothing was individually wrapped. You could shove this whole wad of Big League Chew in your mouth. I'm going to go buy some Big League Chew today. It's sort of like bubble tape where the the part of – the bubble tape, if you don't know that, is a, secu- is a circular container that opens up like a Pac-Man. And then there is a just a long uh, like flat piece of gum that is wound around it. So you pull out as much as you want and then you close the case and it's got little teeth that cuts it like it's tape. And for me, those teeth are just a suggestion. Like, hey, if you want, <laughs> this could be several pieces of gum or – if you're really daring, at some point, you're just going to take what's left, the whole roll, and you're going to put mm-hmm. it in your mouth so you feel like a baseball player. <laughs> but we're not talking about gum today, Hal. We could do an episode on gum. That'd we be could, fun. and I'm sure we will, but we're talking Probably. about juice. For for me, I can't I, – I, I like orange juice a lot, but to me, apple juice is like the greatest. I'm just – I'm addicted to apple juice. It's hard to move me off of it. I love apple juice as well, but I also love orange juice, and mm-hmm. I feel like – to this one, we've got to give the victory to orange juice. Oh, it's killing me. As a, as a, I know you don't drink. As a bar guy, I feel like that pushes it over the edge. Sure, sure. Um, all you- that gives, that gives oranges the edge. I hope you're happy, alcoholics. You've ruined apple juice again <laughs> with your orange drinks and your orange right. beers and whatnot. Isn't there even like, there's some like, aren't there beers that you're supposed to have with like a slice of orange on, on the glass? Yeah, yeah, wheat beers, I think, uh, and like a Hefeweizen and Shock Top and all those. I know too much about alcohol. And I know um, nothing. Yay! <laughs> uh, all right. Yeah. So that is, that is those two. Yes. Um, let's take a brief break from, uh, from comparing apples and oranges and, uh, introduce you guys to some of the other fantastic shows that we have to offer you on the Maximum Fun Network. And when we return, we'll just, uh, we'll do a little palate cleanser, take a break, and just throw out a few fun facts about both oranges and apples. How does that sound, Hal? It sounds great. All this and more after the break. <laughs> the three of you enter a cave of a big red dragon and is standing over a horde of precious golden rubies. And he says, what do you do, adventurers? I'm a dragon man. I cast fire on him. It's very good. I address the red dragon and say, us, we're the hosts of The Adventure Zone, a podcast about family playing Dungeons and Dragons. Very good synergy. Commit to the bit. I I, <laughs> I roll to charm new listeners. It is very effective. <laughs> against all odds. Everybody, we're the Macroids. We host The Adventure Zone. It's a podcast where we play Dungeons and Dragons together. It's a comedy podcast. We don't take the rules too seriously because there's a lot of them and we did not take the time to learn them. Maybe listen to us. We come out every other Thursday on the Maximum Fun Network. You can find us on iTunes or on MaximumFun.org. I think this promo is a critical hit. <laughs>
new to Maximum Fun, the Beef and Dairy Network podcast, the number one podcast for those involved or just interested in the production of beef animals and dairy herds. All sponsored by Grazex, the latest grass replacement pellet from Mitchell's. If it's not Mitchell's, get back in the truck. Find us at MaximumFun.org or on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts from. And if it's not clear, this is a comedy podcast. Beef out. Welcome back. Welcome back. How were the commercials? I really love them. I, you know, I feel so lucky that we're on this network and it's, there's so many cool shows that are on here to listen to. And I love that we get to expose our listeners who maybe aren't familiar with the rest of the network to new shows every week when they listen. And I like any commercial break that is advertising my friends. Yeah, exactly. Like, oh, sold. (laughs) Um, (laughs) all right, let's, uh, let's just throw out a couple of, uh, a couple of fun facts about the apples and the oranges before we jump back in. Sounds good. Sounds great. Uh, You want to, why don't we, here's it here. We'll make a game out of it. Okay. I'll take, I'll take oranges. You take apples, uh, and we'll just go back and forth. We'll just, uh, we'll see how many we can rattle off. Okay. Uh, ready to go. Okay. Uh, the apple tree belongs in the same family as roses. Uh, oranges are infertile unless they are hybrids. That is gross. Uh, there are more than 7,500 kinds of apples. Uh, the, uh, contrary to what most people think, the orange was not named for, for its color. Instead, the word orange comes from the Sanskrit Naranga, which comes from the Tamil Nauru, which means fragrant. Apple trees take four to five years to produce their first fruit. And they, uh, after chocolate and vanilla, orange is the world's favorite flavor. What? Hold on. Yeah. Really? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. The rest of the world is weird. No, orange is a delicious flavor. What's wrong with you? It's fine. We'll get into that in a little bit. Apples ripen six to ten times faster at room temperature than if they're refrigerated. I'm all out of, uh, I'm all out of facts about oranges, so you just keep going. Okay, fine. Uh, they float because they're 25% air. Also, another cultural thing we didn't even talk about, bobbing for apples. Bobbing for oranges has never been done. Nobody does that. Nobody goes bobbing for oranges because you don't want to bite into that waxy skin. But apples also, uh, apples also have already won the historical significance. So that's not changing anything. I know, but I mean, there are a lot of times where you leave stuff out. That's a pretty big cultural piece there. It you can't know what just I'm be- realizing how, by the what? way, bobbing for apples is super gross. Of course it is because there's yeah. air in there. I mean, it's just, it's and, nasty. and it's mostly just other people's spit. <laughs> not mostly, uh, but uh, way too high a percentage, way too high parts per million. It's sort of like a kissing party for kids. Gross. Like you can't, you're not going to, you should be kissing maybe at that young an age, but you're sure going to be swapping spit when you dunk your mouth. Like, cause you have to go in mouth fully open. Yeah. You can't go like, hmm, I'm going to go in with pursed lips and then just see what I find. You've got to be ready to Pac-Man an apple and really try and get it in your mouth. And you get like, I'm, I, I'm famously germphobic, but I get put into situations where if that's the, if like, if I have to, to bob for apples, I'm going to be the best apple bobber there ever was. I'm going to go get that <laughs> apple. And you're I, a germaphobe, but you're also super competitive. And yeah. sometimes those two things are at odds. I, yeah, I don't even think about the fact that I'm putting my mouth into a bucket of E. coli to try and get like a Macintosh apples, garbage red delit, like those garbage mealy apples that they put <laughs> in there because they're the only ones that everybody can get their teeth through. But anyway, uh, here's some more apple facts. 
trees can live for a hundred years and the seeds contain arsenic, which like my mother was always, I think my mother said, might have said cyanide when I was a kid. Whatever it was, it was like, don't eat those apple seeds. Those apple seeds are real dangerous. So, but the truth is it would take a lot to kill someone. So you don't need to, have you ever seen Doc Hammer eat an apple? No. Does he eat the whole thing? He eats the whole thing. Like doesn't leave anything. And I've seen him do it. He demonstrated it at Dragon Con, I think two years ago. He starts Just eating an entire apple, core and, and all. Yeah, core and all. He eats the whole thing. And he'll he'll hold it with the stem down in his palm and he'll take a giant bite out of the bottom first. So he'll work on it that way. It's a ah. very it's a very efficient way to do it, but to me, all I can think is, please don't get poisoned, Doc. You're a national treasure. We yeah, can't. but it, again, it's not – they don't have enough arsenic to kill anyone. I didn't know that as a kid and I didn't know it until I read it just now. So I'm going to go no, make right. an apple seed smoothie. I'm pretending I knew it all along. <laughs> and I'm uh, believing All right. You. Let's move on to a very fast one. Yes. Um, popularity. Okay. Global popularity. Okay. Um, this is easy because this is a number. Okay. 71.4 million tons of oranges were grown worldwide. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this is 2013 numbers. 71.4 million tons of oranges, 80 million tons of apples. That's right. And also, so, there's so many more apples available. Right. So apples wins in, apples win in popularity and historical significance so far. Oh, can I say one more thing? I have to go back to popular culture one more time and mm-hmm. say maybe the greatest Appearance of apples in pop culture mm-hmm. uh, is Gummy's catchphrase from the Thrilling Adventure Hour, apple pie. Uh, is that why you seem to be so on team apple today? I really feel like you are – you are – you're not so subtle about your preference in this one, Hal. Well, uh, I, I love apple juice and mm-hmm. for 10 years I got to say apple pie on That's stage true. to – to raucous applause. Just, uh, I mean, the Q rating. Raucous. The Q rating on the middle segments of the Thrilling Adventure Hour is just through the roof. <laughs> uh, uh, but, call uh, me when you get one of the tent poles. Exactly. Moving on. <laughs> um. <laughs> I hate you. So oh, let's move on. on. <laughs> let's move on to, to culinary versatility, uh, which we're also going to mix with sort of our personal experience, which, which yes. we've sort of been peppering throughout this. Yes. We, and, and this is a good transition for it. So apple pie, it's a, uh, it's a great catchphrase, a delicious pie. Uh, but also, I don't really know. I'm sure that there are orange pies. I'm sure they're like orange cream pie or an orange curd that they turn into a pie, mm-hmm. but it is not a commonplace pie by any stretch of the imagination. You know, oddly, um, th- and this is where orange juice comes into play. I've had orange cakes more than pies. Okay. Sure. Like an orange flavored or an orange liqueur, uh, mm-hmm. sponge cake. Yes. Um, uh, as far as versatility goes, culinary versatility, uh, I do feel like apples can be made to taste in, made to taste a lot of different ways and used in a lot more things than oranges can. Yes. You add orange zest or orange juice to something to make it taste more like orange. Right. Apple is more frequently a base to which other things are added. I've seen apples um, you know, I've, I've had apples with chicken and red onions in a salad. Mm-hmm. I've had apple pie. If you go to, uh, the Cracker Barrel, I may have mentioned this on this show before. I don't know, but it's one of my favorite things. 
um, and in the South, but specifically Cracker Barrel, but also at home in the South, um, apple pie, they, they make fry, they'll, they will peel an apple and fry it with sugar in a cast iron skillet. Mm-hmm. And it just becomes apple pie middles, basically. Yep. And they will serve that as a side, as if it is healthy with breakfast. I, it's so funny you mentioned this. I recently found myself in a cracker barrel. Uh huh. Visiting family. We Mm -hmm. all went there for breakfast. As you know, I'm trying to eat healthier. Yes. So in looking, I was like, okay, I'll get some scrambled eggs. That's okay. It's nothing terrible there. Mm -hmm. Um, oh, they have apple slices. It's in their healthy menu. And as much as it's not like, I love apple slices just fine. Mm I never think of them as a breakfast side, but I'll go get some some apple slices. And then what they brought is exactly what you just described. Yeah, like it's apple pie middles. It's almost like if apple pie middles were less healthy, that's what they serve. <laughs> like they have somehow managed to like fry it in like pure lard with extra sugar and butter on mm-hmm. it and and it tasted great, but also I was like I don't know if cracker barrel uh people know what health is. No. Like, it's not the healthy menu. Like, healthy does not mean one bite is less than 400 calories. I'm just going to tell you that now, <laughs> Cracker Barrel. Just don't say it's healthy. Just, to, like, embrace who you are. You bring your food over on a gigantic metal tray. Like, a gig- it's not even, like, one of the round – like, they bring enough, like – they're Oh, yeah. It's like they're feeding a bunch of animals. That's the, And <laughs> that's I, what it's like. I also feel like Cracker Barrel um, – if they, if you want to know what a healthy menu is, I feel like they don't leave their restaurant. It's like, no, 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 there are healthy <laughs> menus out there. Go to another establishment, see what they're doing on their healthy menu and go, maybe we should do something like that and not put apple pie middles on the healthy menu. Yeah. At Cracker Barrel, a salad is an entire ham hock wrapped in a lettuce leaf. <laughs> and really right. like 90% um, of the store is that country is that country mart that is selling oh like God, that place the mixed is the best. nuts DVD and like three stooges prank calls, <laughs> like oh, this weird collection of and things. culture and culturally insensitive uh, toys for children. <laughs> like here, little white kid, wear this Indian headdress. Oh, oh, it's a really it's like toys from the fifties before people were like, Hey, um, maybe this offends some folks. Have, have you seen that Hulu series of eleven twenty two sixty three? Uh, I have not, but I would like to. Where it's, where it's, you, you. Kennedy's assassination. Yeah. For those who don't know, it's, um, James Franco goes back in time by walking into a closet and he goes back to the same point in time and it's, he's basically walked from modern day into the sixties. And really, if you want to know what that show is like, walk into any cracker barrel (laughs) (laughs) and it'll be like you've done the exact same thing. Oh. But anyway, um, yes. So you get you orange uh, to me orange feels like more of a garnish when it's not on its own. Uh, like mm-hmm. if you go to a to diners and stuff, there'll be it'll inex- inexplicably be like a little bit of parsley and a a circular slice of of orange on your plate with that has potatoes and bacon and eggs on it. Like it just doesn't feel like something that you necessarily. Although there are people do put mandarin uh, mandarin oranges in salads. There are orange smoothies, the orange Julius, which has its own. Oh, stand I love of the orange all. Julius. Sure, uh, th- those are things. There aren't really a lot of creamy, frothy apple drinks. Um, um, but for but for culinary versatility, yes. Would you agree that the apple wins? 
Oh, absolutely. You even can ha- you can freeze dry apple. You can't really do that with oranges because their whole thing is the moisture. Mm-hmm. Um, here's the other thing about eating one versus the other, and this is like it's not a big deal. I don't mind having to spit out seeds, but I also love there's something. Uh, maybe this is an advantage for the for the orange is they figured out how to breed out. Like they, they they'll genetically modify them to have seeds to create more. But the fact that they're infertile, um, mm-hmm. where you you can have seedless oranges, they've been able to like breed the seeds out of them. That is so great. Oh, oranges! As far as like peel and eat ability, mm-hmm. the orange is far and away the superior fruit. I think, right? In the ease of eating. Sure. Although sometimes it's hard to peel. What is your peeling method for an, for an orange? Will you share that with me? Sure. I start at the top. Mm-hmm. And I go spiral, one piece. And do you do you cut it with a knife first? No, God no. I want a whole orange. I want my wedges to be wedges. I don't want them to be half wedges. Well, what I'll do that is- said that said that I mean I mean my peeled like pop the whole thing in your mouth wedges. I do frequently like an orange wedge. Like oh my God, how did we forget this cultural significance wise? Orange slices after a soccer game when you're a kid. Oh yes, of course. That's a huge one. That, and that, that I do like with the peel on cut with a knife into wedges. Um, also culturally significant, the orange wedge in The Godfather. Oh, uh, yes. Oranges. When uh, Marlon death. Brando puts an orange wedge in his mouth and, uh, yeah, and then dies. But that's, Wait, uh, did you just say that orange wedges like in general signify death? No, in the Godfather films, they do. Almost any time yeah. a character is killed, you, you will see an orange somewhere. It is a portent of death in the Godfather saga. Um, I did not know that. But, uh, also, um, th- those slices, like if you eat at a Chinese restaurant, you usually get orange mm-hmm. slices at the end of the meal. Mm-hmm. But here's the thing. I, my favorite Chinese, uh, Chinese food restaurant, uh, which is back home, China Garden Inn. I-, I love it so much. But if you get ice cream there, sometimes they'll bring out ice cream as like a dessert and it'll be ice mm-hmm. cream for everybody, like a bunch of scoops of ice cream in a bowl. Then they'll put orange slices at the base. Get those oranges out of my ice cream. You don't, like don't the, you don't like the No, I don't like orange creamsicles though. Yeah, but you're also culinarily 8 years old. Yes. Yeah. Some people like that. Like when a restaurant does an interesting thing, people like that, Hal. Is that interesting or is that just this will make it look pretty? <laughs> Cuz it feels <laughs> like if if you're going to do that, you would probably wedge them in instead of having them like just sort I of I guess that's true. creating a protective border around the edge of the bowl. Yeah, but a delicious protective border. Oh, sure. It's like, um, it's, it's definitely uh, uh, highly edible. All right. So let's, uh, let's keep this rolling. Mm-hmm. Uh, I oh, feel wait. like, sorry, I have to say one more thing about the culinary, uh-huh. which is, uh, you, neither of them are good covered in chocolate. Can we stop the, with the chocolate covered orange slices? I like chocolate covered orange slices. I disagree completely. Oh. I think orange and chocolate is a perfect flavor combination. Uh, my, one of my best friends, Damien, who I believe you've mm-hmm. met before. Yeah. He, he's one of those guys who likes like weird combos of food. Like he just has an interesting palate, I guess you would say. Mm-hmm. And he's one of those guys who everybody assumes he loves chocolate covered oranges. But Why? I did not know that was a thing that people assumed about people, but he hates them. He's just like, it's just like, Oh, Damien, you love weird things. Here, have a chocolate-covered orange. And he cannot stand them. So as a joke – I have not come across them that frequently. For for many years as a joke, I would buy them for him. 
Oh, okay. And present them as if I did not realize that he hated them. Because you're really, you're really mean to your friends. I'm a troll. I'm an absolute troll. <laughs> but in real life, not an internet troll. Yeah, I'm a real life troll. I don't yeah. internet. I, I want a, you to You're know a who sweetheart did it. online. You're a jerk in real life. That's right. I'm no, a, I can't even say that. I'm a jerk on the streets and a troll in the sheets. Wait, hold on. Hmm? Hang on. Moving on. So, anyway, um, yes. Uh, all right. It sounds like Apple is coming out of that one, the victor as well. Yes. For culinary versatility. Absolutely. Um, I love oranges. I'm a big orange fan. I mean, growing up, another cultural thing, you and I both, uh, I grew up in a town, uh, whose college mascot is the big orange, Tennessee, yes. the volunteers, big orange. And you went to Syracuse, whose mascot is the orange men. Is literally an orange, Otto the orange, yeah. who I yeah. saw get into a fist fight with a guy my senior year. Jeez. That's because somebody Cause, jumped him. Somebody jumped him. It wasn't, uh, right. Otto was protecting himself. We were all, we let's all not, let's not forget. Inside Otto the Orange is a college student, and we all remember how we were in college. Exactly. Or if you haven't been there yet, uh, or don't plan to go, um, it's not, we're not at our human best. No, it's basically a zoo. It's an animal, it is an animal house, but not like a cool one like National Lampoon. It's just like <laughs> people at the, at, at one of the worst points in their development. Just yeah. going, just going through it. Not every, like, and like, and like you're all and good you're people. It. I get it, but it's not like you look back on it. There are good memories, but there are also a lot of like, what was I doing? Oh yeah. There's a, you do a lot of dumb stuff in college. And also you are, uh, you are, that ranks up there, uh, among the hygienically worst times of life with like 13 <laughs> years old. Yes. A lot of smells. Yeah. Um, all right. Let's move on. To, and this one, I think, I mean, Apple has been, Apple has been kind of whooping orange for a little while. Mm -hmm. But this one, I think we have to weigh heavily. And this is one where orange clearly is the victor. And that is medicinal value. Yes. The common phrase, an apple a day keeps the doctor away in a 2015 study was debunked. <laughs> um, and uh we can put up a link to that study that uh Kate found. Yes. Um the, the an apple a day did uh people who ate an apple a day did use fewer prescription medications. Uh but there was really no evidence that the proverb is true. Uh one small thing they may prevent strokes. That's not a small thing, but um, <laughs> it uh a 2011 study showed that apples prevent stroke may prevent strokes. Yep. A 2012 study showed that they lower bad cholesterol, but other than that, they are pretty low in essential nutrients and also contain arsenic. <laughs> and there're a lot of sugar. A lot apples of sugar. Apples are a high sugar for just like ban uh, bananas, although bananas have potassium um and other sort of essential nutrients right. in them. They're both apples high are sugar. basically just fibery sugar balls. Yes, which is um, a, <laughs> which is a terrible description. I'm glad they didn't call them that. Uh, also, a terrible medical ailment. <laughs> but oranges are far and away the victor in this category. Yes. Uh, they provide 64% of your daily value of vitamin C in a single serving. I don't know how much 100 grams is. Is that like half an orange? Maybe an orange? Uh, it could be a small orange, I think. Yeah. Um, lots of other essential nutrients, uh, but mainly the vitamin C kick is the big thing. And also uh, oranges like limes and lemons uh, prevent scurvy. 
Yes, and they have an aroma to them. We haven't really talked about like the household function of you can mm-hmm. make like uh, 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 uh like a potpourri uh, like the orange peels in your trash can make the make the trash smell better. If you mm-hmm. grind up a little bit of an orange peel in your um garbage disposal if you have one, it makes that smell better too. Like there's the smell like that's one of the best parts. You peel into the orange and then you smell it smells so good and your hands oh, smell yeah. good afterwards. Like you almost don't want to – even though your hands are a little sticky after you eat an orange as a as And have that weird like white residue. Yeah. It's still great. Like it yeah. smells so good. So, um, so oranges clearly win in medicinal value. Yes. Here is my question, Hal. Yes. How – are we weighing these all equally? Uh, well, each of the criteria because – it's two to two right now. Well, actually, it's three to two. So apples, apples have the edge in historical slash cultural significance. They have, mm-hmm. they're more popular just from a quantitative uh, analysis. And, mm-hmm. uh, they, they also are uh, more versatile from a culinary perspective. Whereas oranges sell way more juice and have more medicinal value. Um, yes. So based on that, and based on the fact that we have done episodes about chocolate and donuts and candy and clearly the nutritional value is not the 100% most important thing to us. Right. Uh, are you ready to declare a victor in this battle, this scientific battle that we have created between the two? Yeah. And I, you know what? I'd like to do – I'd like for us to say it at the same time. How do you feel about that? I think that's a good idea, Hal. Okay. Here we go. One, two, three. Apples. Apples. People of the world, there are two beautiful fruits. And people always say you can't compare apples to oranges. Well, bullpucky. We just did. And we came out with a winner. It sort of wasn't even close. We just tried to make it close. If you got a cold, go ahead and drink some orange juice. I'll tell you what, it'll have vitamin C, but it's also going to burn your dang throat because of all the citric acid. You didn't think of that. I know you didn't. You were sitting there all smug thinking that you were going to have Dr. Orange Juice save the day. Little did you know, he was going to bring you great pain. So what do you want? You want the fruit that is the most popular, where there's so much variety, where it can be cooked and put into so many meals, breakfast, lunch, dinner, and dessert and snacks. You're not going to go get orange slices and dip them in peanut butter. When it's when it's the Jewish New Year, you have apples and honey. You don't have orange slices and honey. Come on. <laughs> doesn't mean anything. You won't be smarter after you have some oranges. You get smarter from apples. That's uh, what we all what? know. Hey, just I'm on a roll here. All right. It's so clear, Ben Blacker. Did you know this when you suggested it? Did you just want confirmation of what you already knew? That apples are better than oranges? Because now you have that confirmation, Ben Blacker. Asked and answered. Apples win. But. And this is a big but. (laughs) There are many more topics to discuss. So please reach out to us on Twitter at WeGotThisTweets or in the Maximum Fun subreddit, a, what do you call them, flame war? Yeah, they're flame wars. It's just people fighting on the internet, which is basically a lot of Reddit anyway. Right on. So go to that. <laughs> or you go to Facebook at Facebook.com forward slash WeGotThisPodcast or email us at WeGotThisPodcast at gmail.com. 
Thanks, as always, to Jonathan Dinerstein and Mike Furman, our musicians for our score and song. And thank you to Ken Plume, our producer, our researcher, Kate McManus, who gave us so many fun-filled facts for today's episode. Uh, thank you to graphic designer Uri Kelman and QA engineer Jen Alba. Thank you, as always, of course, to you, our listeners. You guys, we did it. We compared apples and oranges. No one said we could do it, and we did it because of you. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. That's right. For Hal Lublin, I'm Mark Gagliardi. And for Mark Gagliardi, I'm Hal Lublin. And don't worry, everyone. We We got got this. this. We got this. Maximumfun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.